Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sit down. Strap in and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lead Lap presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. My name is Tom Baker, and I am uh, excited to be with you for another Monday night uh, inside the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina, where um, big boss Mark Sanger is making me look pretty on TV which is really a lost cause, but he's doing his best anyway. Uh, and we've also got uh, also got Nick uh, Moncher behind the controls here. Um, and uh, it should be an interesting show. We've got two guests coming up. Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a minute, but I got it back. Um, two guests coming up during the show. We, we're going to hear from uh, an up-and-coming driver out of Texas named Caden Honeycutt. Caden is made, making his mark on both pavement and asphalt there. And has also done some ARCA racing and is hoping for uh, some eventual starts in the truck series. We'll talk to Caden um, coming up in a little while. And then later in the program, Corey Gordon, who's a Carolina's racer, um, late model racer standout. And a very good setup, young setup man, if you will, for Legends Cars and Bandoleros, etc. Corey's going to be on the show. Corey won last Wednesday's FS1 broadcast uh, on the of the World of Outlaws late models uh, I race and that's going to be um, that's going to be very uh, an interesting interview he's he's going to join us later in the second hour after tonight's I race that he's entered in is over so we've got a couple of guests and of course we've got a hot topic um, as well and man I'll tell you it's um I don't even know where to start with this, to be honest. Uh Nick Moncher in the studio with me, so I'll bring him in on this conversation because Nick is a Nick has been several things in the sport and several, yes, several things. Um you've been a, a team manager, you've been a a, a PR um uh, director, and you kind of you've been in, in on the side of the sport that deals with drivers and deals with sponsors and deals with all of those relationships and how to build them and all of that. Um, in case some of you were asleep early last night and have paid no attention to social media all day today, Kyle Larson, one of the top young drivers in NASCAR's Cup Series and driver who's probably considered one of the top most versatile drivers in the country right now, he may be in big trouble. Um, I don't even want to say maybe. Kyle Larson's in big trouble. Kyle Larson was on a sim broadcast last night. Uh, Landon Castle set up the race, but it actually was um, it was picked up by NASCAR and broadcast. And so Kyle was getting ready for the race, and he was having trouble connecting with his spotter. And his virtual spotter. 
And in the process of trying to connect to his spotter, he was basically, you know, yo, are you there? Yo, are you there? And then the next thing was, hey, followed by the N word that you just don't say. Yes. Um, And it the problem is he thought he was on a private channel. He wasn't. He was on sort of the common channel that everybody hears. So everybody heard it. And it was picked up and people went crazy. And um, he knew as soon as he did it that he'd screwed up. And so this morning he got indefinitely suspended by NASCAR. He got indefinitely suspended by Chip Ganassi Racing. And then as the day has gone on here, uh, it is 7 p.m. East Coast time as we air this show live and record it for uh, obviously, future on demand. And over the course of today, Chevrolet suspended him. Credit One Bank terminated their relationship with him. McDonald's terminated their relationship with him. And iRacing threw him off the service. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. And NASCAR has ordered him to go through sensitivity training. We, we don't really know what that is. We don't know how it's conducted. We don't know if he can do this. Uh, you know, online through some sort of web conference. We don't know how any of that works. So we don't know if he can do it now or has to wait till later. Um, I, I don't know, Nick, how he finds a way forward here with, especially with Chip, because when Chevrolet suspends you, I mean, if you lost your manufacturer's support, and your two major sponsors both basically disown you. Um, what does Chip Ganassi do with this? I think that's probably the, I mean, it's, it's a really touchy situation, obviously. And Ganassi got ahead of it by, you know, saying that they're going to suspend him without pay right without away. Pay, which yes, was Which was the right thing to yes, do yep. because NASCAR still hadn't issued anything because they Correct. said they wanted to go back in, hear how everything played out right. and, and so on and so forth. Um, and then as the day progressed, that like you just said, like it was one thing after another, after another, after another. And I, it's a really touchy situation for Ganassi because obviously he's in a contract year. And if they want to keep him, you know, going forward, they need to figure out what are we going to do about sponsors? What are we going to do about, obviously, you're indefinitely suspended right now. How do we get you back? Um, what's the road to recovery? Because it's, it's considered part of the road to recovery program, just like, you know, if you were to fail a drug test. Right. Uh, it falls into that category. The recovery, obviously, is just a little bit different. Um, so, and, and then obviously you need manufacturer support. So what do you do there? So I think this is just like the situation we're all currently living in. It's very dynamic and fluid and it's going to change by the day. Um, and it's going to really be up to the partners and the manufacturer for what Ganassi does do. You know, maybe they say, Hey, you know, we need to part ways indefinitely with them and he can go somewhere else or, you know, be done racing or go sprint car racing, whatever it may be, or, Hey, we need to get him back. How do we do this? And, you know, and this actually happened to, what was it? Jeremy Clements several years ago. Uh, he had the exact same situation. So he had to go through the program and I think it was like anger management, uh, sensitivity training, stuff like that, that he ended up saying what he had to do. Um, so it'll be much the same for, for Kyle. Um, it's, it's really going to be interesting, um, that, um, to see where this goes because he's he's in a tough spot uh right now chip is as you said because you know the 
there's no right now credit one wants nothing to do with the McDonald's wants nothing to do with him. Chevrolet has suspended him. NASCAR has of course suspended him for an undetermined amount of time. He's going to go through as you, you know, the training anyway. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Now, if, if he, if chip has to terminate his contract, um, where does he go from there? I mean, you know, Surely we all know that Tony Stewart would covet him at Stewart Haas. But now you have a situation because, yeah, you want to bring him in, I'm sure. But now does Ford want to deal with the baggage? And then who are the sponsors that would deal with the baggage? And so this is really, this is a real mess here. Um and I think that it, it we've got to look at two different things. Number one, the question becomes, should sh- is it worth all this? Should all this have happened? Um, was it really that big of a deal? Yes, in my opinion. And you're also a, a PR person. Um, so you can imagine if one of your drivers had done something similar um, at Venturini, you know, it's not a, it, it, it's almost an unavoidable consequence. You can't not act. You can't say, well, this one says it, or these people say it, or everybody says it, or it's, that's one of those words that's, it's still very polarizing. It's very disrespectful and very stigmatizing. I don't believe Kyle meant it in any kind of a, a way that most people normally would use it. He was saying it in a way that you could substitute, hey, dork, you know, hey, goofball, you know, hey, donkey, whatever. Right. It was he was trying to find his spotter and basically just. But the fact that he said it so casually is is even more disturbing. It's it's become there are certain words that have become very commonplace in today's culture and conversation that, for example, when I was a, a young person you didn't dare. You got a mouthful of soap. And so this is a really tough situation. And and so to argue that it wasn't that big a deal should have never happened um, or should have, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it, it was a sim. I don't think you, I don't think you can go there. I don't think the, the situation of how it happened or where it happened matters. I think I it's, it's wrong. I think he knows it's wrong. Everybody knows it's wrong. You know, I, I do agree with some of the people that are defending Kyle that that word is used way too much by mainstream media yes. nowadays and songs and music yes. videos and everything like that. Totally agree because that kind of puts a, a double negative on it. Um, so it should be outlawed all Period. around. Sure. Period. Um, Agreed. But, you know, Kyle is definitely in the wrong. Shouldn't have done it. Um, you know, he, he issued an apology. I think you could just see in his face he knew oh, yeah. he was wrong and he knew yeah. what he di- did and. Um, and I think I think he will come out, you know, on the other side of this. It'll take a while. It'll be a long road. It'll be kind of, you know, the Kurt Busch road of of what was going on um, back in his his era when he was very polarizing. But, you know, like like you said, it's going to be very long and very hard for him to come back. Well, yeah. And I want to talk about um, we're going to head off to a break here in a moment. I want to talk about when we come back on the other side, you know, where where could we go from here where does this whole thing go from here because um this is not something we're quite used to dealing with it's got a little bit of 
precedent. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, just a, a, a really in, a incredible set of, of circumstances today. We'll, uh, we'll step aside when we come back more on the Kyle Larson situation. And again, we've got a couple of special guests coming up. Lots more to uh, talk about. We're just getting started here on the lead lap presented by victory custom trailers. We will be back right after these words. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues here on a Monday night uh, from the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. Tom Baker with you, along with Nick Moncher in the WSIC studio. And um, a couple of drivers are uh, going to be talking to us throughout the show right now. We're talking Kyle Larson. Um 
So here's the thing. Again, when you've been when you've been suspended by the manufacturer, when you've been your relationship's been terminated by the two biggest sponsors, and you've been indefinitely suspended by NASCAR and your your team owner, um and and asked to go through sensitivity training, unless Chevrolet at some point decides to sort of come back to the fold and the sponsors who say that they're done with him, these aren't suspensions. They're both saying they're terminating their relationship. And I should point out here that both Credit One and McDonald's are saying they've terminated the relationship with Kyle Larson, not with Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, the situation Kyle's in now, I don't see how he goes forward at Chip Ganassi. I think he's... <laughs> He, he, it, this is really not a good thing. Um, so again, where do you go now? I don't know the ins and outs of every part of his sprint car situation, but I racing was a sponsor for him and they've thrown him off the service. Now they haven't said that, I guess they haven't specifically said we're not sponsoring him, but it would look kind of funny if they continue to sponsor him. If they but. sponsored him after po- taking him off the service, right? Um, then you look at, you know, I think he's he. I I do think that there was a relationship between him and Chevrolet for the sprint car. Uh, I don't know the nature of that, so he's really put himself in a very bad. Now you're right. He he issued an apology earlier, and you sort of expect in these situations that the the driver who created the situation is going to apologize it's kind of um you know pro forma it's, it's just it it's just you you're going to have to do that but in this case either Kyle was being a very good actor or he was you know, he 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 did it because he was caught or he really felt the sting. And I think he felt it as soon as he realized and was told that what he had said went out over the open airwaves, basically. Um, it's uh, I, I, I believe he's contrite, but it's it's going to be an interesting road for him. I he he's going to be a bit of a hot potato for a little while. In some ways, yeah, um, I think it, it's going to be much like the Kurt Busch situation several years ago. That we saw where everybody was kind of yeah. we want him, but we don't want him. We want him, but we don't want him. We know he's talented, but you know he's got a lot of baggage. You know he's hot right now. What do we do? Um, and yep. I think, like you said, it, it's going to mainly come down to manufacturer support. So if a manufacturer says, "Okay, his apology is sincere," and he goes through all the right steps and he does everything that he needs to do, and he gets back on, on the good side of the public grace. And they want to take that you know risk with him because at that point in time it is a risk. Um, you know I think that could lead him to to get to another top ride, and we may even see him have to take a subpar ride. Well, that's where I was going to go here. Kurt Busch, if you recall, in his situation, he was dropped by Roger Penske, um, and was sort of in a situation where. Uh, he had to sort of go back down. And I think he started with, I think it was James Finch. Mm-hmm. 
that gave him sort of the you know come here kid come you know, back here come back here well and and he still was sort of the mad Russian or the angry Russian, you <laughs> angry know, Russian, so to speak, for sure. you know, over the radio, whatever, still had the same issues. And then eventually worked his way to furniture row and replaced Regan Smith. And, and that's when he kind of got back and then went over to Gene Haas. And it was only because Gene wanted him that he ended up in the 41. And now of course, you know, you get to a certain point, I think he matured to a certain level where, you know, He's been fine, and now he's, ironically enough, uh, with Chip Ganassi. Ganassi. Um, so he may be of some help to Kyle in this situation, as far as at least a little bit of sort of, you know, mentoring or whatever. How do you deal with this? How, what How you steps get back you on take? the other side yes, of this? Yes. Um, where Kyle goes, I mean, again, if I, I would think at this point, see, the difference between the two is I think Kurt, it was more about his temper at that, you know, that, that time. I mean, obviously there was another whole situation that happened later mm-hmm. with his now ex-wife, but um, I, that we could, we, it would take another whole hour to discuss that. <laughs> and the reality is I think that, I think he was very unfairly judged at that point. Um, yeah. That portion for sure. He was unfairly know, judged and ended up coming out on the good side on of the that, good side of it. The, I'm, you know, but, more referring, like you said, to his anger problem yes. that everybody had, was well-documented. But when you utter that single word that Kyle uttered, that's a whole different situation. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 an anger management issue is one thing, but you, you you sort of force people's hand when you come out with a word, that word, because here's a sport that's trying for diversity and, and, and in a very sort of sensitive world right now to that sort of thing you almost give people no choice even if it was innocent even if it was you know just a a slip of the tongue or whatever you give people no choice so now if you're ford if you're Stuart haas whoever it would be i you almost have to wonder if and again i don't know that he's going to get released and i i certainly if you're asking me what do what do i think or what would i do if I were Chip Ganassi, I'd find every single way possible to keep him. I just don't know how. Uh, everybody deserves a second chance. And it wasn't as if, I mean, it was a stupid thing to do. Not, he's not the first stupid person to do a stupid no. thing, right? Um, you know, we've all said things that we wish we could take back. You know, it's it's just something where it, it, it's going to be a... a it's got it. I think he may be in a period where for a while he's in a little bit of limbo because even if Tony Stewart or Ford, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying if he can't go forward with Ganassi, if, if Tony Stewart and Ford or whoever want him, you let it die down for a little while. And then maybe you, you look at whatever, but boy, it's just a real, he's, like I said, he's going to be. He's going to be damaged goods. Yeah. Any way you look at it, he, he's going to be you know a hot item. Yeah. Like you don't want to touch him right away. You know, like you said, hot potato. Pass him around. And, and NASCAR is going to have something to say about all of it because absolutely. they can keep him suspended as long for as, as long want. as they wish. Right. It's their sandbox. So I, I think we're in the very beginning of this. I don't think we can project anything, but I just think you look at what's going on with with the situation with Chip. You know, your two major sponsors have said you're out. 
We're not going to, we're not putting a dollar into anything that you're driving. And the manufacturer has suspended you, which Chevy suspended Kurt Busch. And where's Kurt now? Ford. Um, you know, it's, this is really going to be a tough road for, for, for Kyle for a little bit. Yeah. And I think uh, just to culminate on all of that, they were already had races that weren't sold because of the whole DC solar thing. You know, DC Solar supposed yep. to be a sponsor on Kyle's yep. car several times this year. Yep. So they were already behind the eight ball going in the year. You know, that was very well documented in the off season. So now you take that, which you're probably still trying to figure that out, fill in those races. And then now you have your other two major, you know, supporters and partners backing out on you. And you have Chevrolet, you know, putting him on ice. Right. So that's, you know, obviously there's monetary and, and all sorts of support there. So what do you do? I think it's Avid. Is it Avid Care? That was his other main. Um, yeah, that was Avid sharing that one with uh, Ross Chastain. With yeah, and so you know that was that kind of segues nicely into if Kyle has to go, what then? And you say the the first thing you think about is well, you just um, you call over to Ross Fenway and you say, "Gosh, guys, been." Been nice to have you. You know, we I've been fine with you running Ross, but uh, I got an opening now. Um, and and do you put Ross in the car? Who do you go get at this point? You, Ross is under contract. What do you do? Yeah, I mean Ross would be the most logical you know choice because he's yep. already under contract with Ganassi with Chevrolet. He's racing a Chevrolet Xfinity car for colleague. You know, obviously he's on loan to to Roush right now, but you know. After all this plays out, that would be the easiest, you know, pushover. Obviously, his equipment's yeah. already there, everything. And that puts, that would put, if if Ryan Newman's not ready to come back, that puts R- Roush into a bit of a box now, because now who they go get um, to, to, to continue to fill into the six. And of course, we're on this, this sort of shutdown and hold for the whole season to begin with. But we're sort of at a point where you could, you could perhaps, you know, we all go back to work or the teams all go back to work in early May and you better be ready for Charlotte. So that means that, you know, this stuff has got to start sort of being decided fairly quickly just in case because you don't want to be, you know, at the last minute trying to figure it out. So this was certainly not how any of the parties involved wanted to start their post-Easter no. holiday week. It's not sure. what they wanted their Monday um, to be. No. Uh, and I, I, I do not in any way defend or excuse what Kyle did, but I do feel bad for Kyle because obviously um, sometimes, you know, you look at it and you say, well... <sighs> You know, nobody really has to punish him because here's the punishment he's getting now. I mean, he's he's on the verge of losing the NASCAR ride, and it may not be so easy to find another one. Again, we don't want to speculate, but that's he's certainly put uh, and it shows how quickly for all the young drivers that listen and watch the show. That's why words mean things. You have to always assume there's a mic or a camera. Uh, We'll be back with more of the show coming just around the turn. We've got uh, young driver Kane Honeycutt coming up. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. League Lap continues on a Monday night, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. We're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, Victory Custom Trailers a little bit later on in the program. But uh, we're waiting on Caden Honeycutt to give us a call and uh, join us on air. Caden uh, is a 16-year-old racer out of Willow Park, Texas, and I will tell you a little bit about his background, and we'll ask him about it. Um, he is a multi-sport athlete, plays football, baseball, and basketball. Um, his uh, favorite band is Bon Jovi. Favorite food is pizza, and his favorite video game is either iRacing or NASCAR 2003. Um, 
if if that's not really much of a surprise to any of us, probably. Uh, favorite movie is Days of Thunder, but I'll forgive him for that. And I think we have him on the line now. Uh, so we'll bring him out of the pit area on the Strutmasters.com guest line and let him go full throttle with us here on Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Caden Honeycutt, how are you? Well, hello, Caden. I think we're having a little trouble with Caden at the moment. Uh, hopefully we'll get him back here soon. Um, not sure. We'll see if he can uh, get us back. For some reason, we're not hearing him. Um, but Caden uh, uh, is a young man who's been, he has run some ARCA races. That is as high as he's been so far. Um, has run some starts with Empire Racing, some starts with his own team over the past uh, few years. But he is a multi-surface racer on both the dirt and the pavement. So uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him when he calls us. We'll try this one more time here. Hello, Caden. You are on the air. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. I, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Just how... uh, keeping stuff going and uh, kind of moseying around, doing some work. What type of work are you doing while you are uh, kind of on your downtime here? We're all on hold as far as races go. And I know that you're still in school, quote unquote. So I'm sure you're doing online school. But uh, tell us about what life is like for Caden in Texas right now while there's no actual racing going on. So I'm basically doing school online. So we basically have our school does online work. And what we're doing is we're they're giving us assignments to do, and we uh, we do the work on a document or whatever they would send us, and we would turn it into them, and that's basically what school work is. And then race car work, we just got – currently I'm working on um, a, guy, a guy's car. His name is Jay Coon. He's going to let me race his sport mod uh, for this for uh, part-time, maybe even the rest of the season. depends on how it goes. Uh, we've been getting that together and I've had to, we've had to pull the motor out transmission and all that kind of stuff. And we're basically just redoing the whole car. And so, uh, we're basically, we're working on that too, working on getting our dirt late set up. We're getting, getting a lot of stuff done before uh, the season kicks off again. Now you managed to get a few shows in before, uh, everything sort of stopped because of the virus. Uh, can you kind of, Give us a, a quick update on how your season has gone uh, up to that point. We'll call it Chapter 1 of 2020 season. Yeah, so what we started with is back in January uh, 25th, and we won our first dirt race of the season in uh, nice. our Sport Monstar. And, uh, and we've ran that ever since. Uh, we haven't really gotten to an asphalt race yet. Um, otherwise, our dirt season's been going okay. Uh, our last Two races or so, we should have had a fe- two feature wins, and we just had the most unfortunate stuff. Won't have to go go wrong. Um, and I think we ended up. I think we broke uh, something in the motor uh, the second the last race, and then our last race we did we blew right front uh, on lap three going for the lead on starting tenth. Ouch. Uh, um, yeah. So it's been those last two races have been kind of rough, but we've already gone past that. We fixed it. We will uh, make sure it won't happen again. So, um, yeah, just keep on going throughout the season. See what we can rack up for dirt wins. I don't know uh, how you make sure that a tire doesn't blow again. That's kind of one of those things that's uh, 
seems like it'd be out of your control, but um, certainly not the kind of luck you would like to have, but it is a part of the yeah. part of the sport. You were going for the lead when it happened, so we should know you're competitive. Um, now, right. for those in our audience who are not familiar with what a sport mod is, because, for example, those uh, who are from the New York area that listen to our show, when when they hear the term sport mod, they think of it as a NASCAR type modified, but almost they they call it a sportsman modified. Um, it's a it's just a limited motor and tires and such. But that's not the case for you at all. It's a completely different thing. Tell us what the sport mod is that you're racing out there in Texas. So we what we have is called a Southern Sport Mod. There there is another uh, modified called the Northern Sport Mod. It it has a quick change rear end. Basically, it has rear end that's just like a modified, and they just have a different type of motor. I think they have a, a 602 crate motor in them, and they can either run a sealed or open motor. Okay. Um, that's that's what the Northern is, and I'm not sure about the chassis wise because I'm not familiar with what our car is. It's called a Southern Sport Mod. And we run a 602 crate motor. You can run a sealed or open or crate motor, and you can claim it if someone has a sticker on the car that actually says claim. Um, there are different types of chassis people. There's, I run, personally, I run a Western Flyer. The car that I'm working on right now is, is a Ingalls Racing Performance chassis. Those are called IRPs. The most popular chassis are IRPs Express, um, and Western Flyer, I would say, are the three most popular manufacturers and our chassis things. But people build their own stuff. Some they have other people that are little, little uh, low end people, but they still uh, can get the job done. Anyone can win in a dirt car. It just depends on how you have the car set up and what you have. Um, so I, I think that uh, the the chassis can be one thing, but you have to make sure you have the right front end part. You have to right you're in you have the right uh you had the right camper you got the right caster you have the right uh uh the right rear end in it you have the right transmission so there's a lot of different things uh in shock so there's a lot of different things that you have to have in order to actually get the little things to be faster especially in the slicks on the slick racetracks you can you can do whatever you want on a on a tacky hammer down racetrack but once you get nice and slick and there's no grip, that's where uh, really a, a big setup comes to play there. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done on the sport mod more than you think. So, um, yeah, that's mostly kind of the differences that I see out of a regular modified and a sport modified of what we have. Having spent a little time studying the sport mod division out there and uh, working with a driver who used to race in it for a little while uh, back a few years, um, it uh, it's a very, very competitive environment and for the most part the tracks you run on are bull rings so starting position is everything in that class is it not oh i, I think so um i unfortunately for me when we go to our some of our inca sanction racetracks uh, the guy with the highest point average is going to start the back so that's usually me about every week uh, <laughs> that's why i usually start here 10th or 11th no matter where yeah. i finish my eat so, uh, I mean, yeah, you can definitely pass. I mean, it's, track, uh, track resistance is always huge in everything, but I think that even in third, you can pass as many people as you, yeah. as you want as long as it goes the right way. Um, but, yeah, track resistance is kind of huge. 
USRA is kind of different. They go off a pill drone. Uh, they go off a passing point. So their series is kind of different, but they run the same cars. And I'm to be straight honest, obviously, uh, straight honest to be I think our class is probably the most competitive class in our state. Um, maybe in, in the in the entire third country, maybe, and probably even modified in sport bikes. I was leaving out the late models in sprint cars. Our modifieds in sport bikes are probably the most competitive class to race on third. Wow. That's a big statement to make for sure, but I, I'm not going to disagree with you only because, like I said, I know how tough that class can be, especially at certain tracks. Um, and man, uh, it's, it's, it can be hard to get through a field when, when you get a one lane slick track at at times. Now you came out of the bandoleros and the legends. What got you started in racing? I, uh, I did start in bandos when I was six years old and I went out and me and my dad bought a race car. He bought a race car, not me. (laughs) Um, he bought it and we went and tested with it. And when I was six years old, and he would perfectly fit at half throttle, and just to, for me to get the feel and understand the race car. And then when I, was, when I was trying to race, when I was old enough, and I was eight years old, that's when we actually started racing my Bandolero. And uh, I raced that till I was eleven or twelve, and then I got back, and then I got into Legends at twelve years old, and then ran those when I was all the way till I was fifteen. Uh, when I turned fifteen, and then I started moving up to late models and everything in ARCA and uh, mostly throughout the ranks. And I haven't raced a legend car. Probably the more competitive legend car racing back in nationals probably in three years now. Okay. Um, I got back in a legend last year at CMS for a buddy of mine named Chase Brown. He wanted me to drive, so I decided to race this car, and it was really fun to get back into that. So, um, yeah, that's mostly where I started that. Hopefully we continue to move up as we go. Yeah, and of course you've uh, you've done some pro truck racing and uh, and then you've run some ARCA races too. Um, if you can give us about thirty seconds on the ARCA part of your career, and we'll follow up on that when we come back on the other side of the break. Uh, but uh, tell us who you drove for in the ARCA series and how many races you've run. So I drove for Empire Racing on the first two races of my ARCA career at Salem and IRP. We run second Salem. And we blew an old line that was next to the exhaust pipe that was unfortunately in and it leaked. It was leaking out. And then you're running top five and around saving our equipment. And then Harrison, unfortunately, uh, I think he got high during the corner or something and he self spun and almost took out me and self. And fortunately, I was right there and I nosed into him and I couldn't see anything. So mm. it was kind of unfortunate there. That ruined our day, man. And well, then um, let's uh, let's hang on to that thought because I want to pick you up on the other side of the break, and we're having a little bit of a signal kind of fluctuation with you on the cell too. So uh, maybe you want to kind of find a good strong spot there while we're on break. But we'll bring you back around the other side. Want to talk about uh, more about Arkin and uh, your uh, F- uh, your work with the uh, foundation as well. So we'll be back on the other side of this break with more of the Lead Lap Show presented by Victory Custom Trailers. 
Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in, you need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High School Driver's Ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Speaking of drivers who uh, are a part of the race face brand development, uh, driver development and management and promotional program, um, Jesse Love, another one of those drivers, as is our special guest for the moment, Caden Honeycutt. Um, Caden making his first appearance on our air and really been fun to talk to Caden and really proud of the job he's doing with this interview. Um, we'll welcome him back here. Caden, we started to talk about your ARCA career and you mentioned um, the first couple races that you ran were for Empire Racing. Um, have all your ARCA races been with uh, Empire? Uh, no. After after Empire, we went with uh, uh, Jake's uh, uh, Breaker, Breaker, and uh, 
ran those race. Uh, we ran five flags uh, in Nashville with him, and then okay. we went with Tony Fur and Greg Perpy, uh, Perky at Iowa. And um, our first two races were really good. Iowa was kind of a disappointing race. We couldn't find the speed all weekend, and we were just kind of scratching our head. And uh, but the, the first two starts were I thought were were good. We ran top five. We were leading it at five flags at one point. I think if we didn't take our four tires early, and we more on string strategy as everybody else was still finishing top seven there too. So um, yeah, that's that's where my starts came from, and who I was driving for those. And you're running super late models as well. You've uh, you actually ran the uh, Snowball Derby last year and had a ton of speed down there. Um, talk a little bit about that race because I know it didn't end the way you wished it would have, but boy, you certainly showed them you were there. Yeah, I, I, that that weekend was a definite definite uh, big jump from what we from our first my first start at the Snowball back in 2018. We were about 30th like 38th we were in the back half of the field trying to even make the race in 2018 this this past year we were like fifth tenth in in top 15 and top 10 in every practice they were in and we just really should speak to the whole weekend and um yeah through the, the derby I, I thought we had a really good car uh we were just kind of buying our time i I told I told my spider and say hey this ain't over there's going to be a caution so i'm just riding and waiting for it and luckily we got one, and then uh, on the second restart, I think it was the second to last restart before everyone crashed, uh, the ring opinion broke in the ring. Oh. And uh, that was a really big bummer that we had there. But um, but with the Super Deal, that's a fam- our, our family-owned team. So we have a race car that we per- I personally have it at my house, and we service on it, work on it. And then we have uh, Fury and them set it up for us, and we go to the racetrack and, and go race with J.C. Umshug as the crew chief and his dad and other crew members as well that uh, that who volunteer to go and who want to go. So, um, yeah, that's the super late model thing is a family-owned team as of now. Okay. So you're doing the, the, the two-surface tango, as I like to call it, uh, running a yep. mixture of dirt and pavement races. Um, I know you haven't necessarily got – anything on the schedule at the moment for either ARCA or for example, the truck series or whatever, but is there anything? And again, I I realize that this is speculative based on the situation we're in to begin with right now, but is there anything that you think may yet come out of um, this year for either of those types of cars? So the, what the ARCA deal they have now, I just for a, a financial standpoint, there is really no reason for me to run ARCA much anymore. I think that since I'm approved to run in the truck series now, mile and under, I think it would be best for me to financially, financial standpoint is to go race trucks and find and go have experience in actual NASCAR. Um, so I think with, with the ARCA deal, I don't really, we don't really plan to race ARCA anymore uh, right now. We actually sold our ARCA car not even two months ago. So um, with the truck deal, I'm still working on the truck deal. I am, I've talked to some local people that we know personally, and their name uh, Corey Roper, and they're actually working on some stuff for next year that we can potentially get in. So I'm going to do the best I can 
for for now, and we're going to see if we can actually find uh, the sponsorships and money to go run trucks uh, later this year if we if we can do it. Um, so I plan to run trucks and trucks only. Uh, the RC deal is kind of kind of a, you know it, it's not a good deal for us to run as as how I stand right now. Um, so I'm still working on the truck deal and see what we can get from there. And we'll most likely start running that mostly next year. Um, if we can, we'll pro- try to run one or two races this year, but I, I really, we're probably going to really focus on the truck stuff next year as of now. Interesting. Well, um, Corey certainly uh, is a, a fellow Texan and has uh, he acquired a, a bunch of um, Brad Kozlowski racing trucks a couple of years back when Brad uh, got out of truck team ownership. Um, certainly uh, good equipment there, and, and Corey has had uh, flashes of of uh, potential over the last year or two. So um be interesting to see how you do with all of that. Okay, I want to talk to you about the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation because uh, Friends of Jacqueline is, is, to me, is one of the most amazing organizations I've ever seen, honestly. Um, talk a little bit real quick. What is Friends of Jacqueline? And talk about your experience with Friends of Jacqueline. So, uh, for my personal experience with Friends of Jacqueline, I've actually adopted a kid named Jackson who lives about 30 minutes from my house. And uh, I talk to him every single day. I'm wow. just checking on him to make sure how he's doing. And I talk to him just as another brother. And he included me and his family. So that that uh, really made me feel really good. Um, and what does Friends of Jacqueline do? They help kids that have pediatric cancer that is very life-threatening and it's very it's very difficult as a family member to watch their child or kid uh, not know when it's going to happen to them when they might when they might you know have their might die yeah. um, just plain unhonest. So I make sure in every moment I have to make sure that Jackson is. Uh, remembering everything that I give him and what his family gives him as well. So, um, Parents of Jacqueline has, they even have kids that are adopted by a ton and ton of different colleges. And they actually have people from the New York Yankees and other baseball teams yeah. that adopt kids. So, um, that's one, that organization is one of the most life changing things you'll ever, ever see. And if you want to go see more, go to their Instagram and their Facebook at Friends of Jacqueline, and you'll see what I'm talking about when these kids are adopted, and it's the best time of their lives when they, uh, they, they're adopted by colleges. So what they have for colleges is that when they go to a college and they sign a lifetime contract and they are whatever their mascot is, they are a full-time, like, uh, Christian Tide. If they're adopted by Alabama, they would be a full roll tide uh college student for the rest of their life so um yep it's very heartwarming and for what i've done for jackson is probably something i'll never forget and take for granted you never know what will happen so um yeah just make sure that you you stand by their side every day so it's just very difficult for me as even me the not when it's going to happen to them so um yeah, it's just it's just an amazing amazing organization that Probably no one else can match, so it's uh, it's very awesome for what they've done. 
It really is. Um, the the website, Jacqueline, by the way, is spelled J-A-C-L-Y-N. And uh, Jacqueline Murphy is sort of the uh, the poster child, if you will, for the foundation. It was started when she was diagnosed with um, alduoblastoma, which is a malignant brain tumor. Her wish was to help every sick child find a team to show them love, support, and friendship. And that's how the whole thing got started. And it's been really an incredible situation to watch um, race face brand development uh, has adopted FOJ and you of course are part of race face. And so uh, each of, of you all uh, as drivers are adopting a child and I can only imagine the relationship that gets built there. And I know that for the, for the young man or young lady, um, <clears throat> excuse me, just being able to, um, to interact with you, go to the track with you in some cases, you know, and, and kind of just be with you and be around you. The encouragement that it gives to them, improving their quality of life um, is, is just incredible. And uh, honestly, I mean, I, just being a sort of a, an outside part of race face through some contract work that I do for them um, to be able to, uh, to watch this and, and watch how you all are relating to the kids. It's incredible. And so I wanted to make sure that we talked about that a little bit and it's on your website. Um, and so if anyone wants to learn more about Caden, um, K A D E N Honeycut with two T's Caden Honeycut racing, is the website and um, the Friends of Jacqueline logo on the main page. If you click on that, uh, it'll tell you more about it. Real quick, though, you also have the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation um, on your website. Tell about tell us about that in about a minute or two. So, uh, with Chris Kyle, you know, when he passed away, she wanted to make sure that none, no other families would have to go through what she went through, and that is with. Uh, you know, when when the when the uh, when the person that comes back from from the army and returns home, they maybe have like a family to a heart connection and get get uh, back together. So what they do is they go to them, and they help them build their relationship back, and and they build them up to where they're a family again, so they're not broken apart. So they bring families back together that are having issues. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's basically what they do. They help people that came back from the army, and they just build them back up, build their relationship back up, get their family back together, and make sure they don't have they don't have to deal with what she had to do. Um, unfortunately, losing Chris and just a tragic way uh, of happening. So um, they also have uh, many different many different types of things. They go. I went. I personally went to their golf tournament. And they had a ton of business people that were there to help donate to them. And uh, I, I actually put my race car out in the golf tournament and promoted them as well oh, nice. uh, with the business owners there. And I, I tell you what, man, it is, it is a crazy, crazy thing to see all those business people there playing golf. So you would have thought they were they were uh, out there for fun, but they were actually doing it for a cause. And so they put on events. They they put on shows. They put on stuff, everything possible, in order to raise their, they raise their money to go and help their family, uh, help families that have lost connections with uh, their uh, family members, so that they can bring them back together and be a family again. So, 
yeah, it's just another just another great thing that another uh, foundation does. Caden, you've done a great job tonight. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, where can fans keep track of you on the old social media? Uh, on Instagram, it's going to be Caden Honeycutt thirty seven, and then uh, I also have a on Facebook. It's Caden Honeycutt, and then Caden Honeycutt Racing is on Facebook. Follow me at Twitter at Caden uh, at Caden W Honeycutt, and uh, I'm trying to be active back on Twitter. So uh, go follow me on Twitter. I've been active on it lately. So um, yeah, just Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is is what I have for now. But uh, I really appreciate you guys, Tom, for having me on. Well, uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. And uh, like I said, you did a great job. And look forward to uh, talking to you again once we get back on the racetrack. That is Caden Honeycutt. We're going to step aside. When we come back, at some point, we're going to have Corey Gordon. He's still in the middle of a, an online race. But uh, he's going to give us a call as soon as he's clear of that. And much more to come as we get into our second hour of Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Stick around. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always 
Lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hi. How are you? Welcome to Hour 2 of We Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Tom Baker and Nick Moncher inside the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina. And uh, whether you're listening to us live on Performance Motorsports Network or watching us live on WSIC TV 25.2 in Charlotte, or maybe you're catching us on demand um, on your favorite podcast platform, which you can do with all of our Race Chaser programming, by the way. Here's all you got to do. Whatever your favorite podcast platform is, we're probably on it because we're on most of them now. Um, Just type in Race Chaser Radio. Three words. That's it. Race Chaser Radio. And as we do the shows each week, we post them up there. So they're in kind of chronological order, if you will. Um, Tomorrow morning, we have the Inside Pass right back here in the studio. Randy Miller will join me. Speaking of Texans, um, Randy is now living here, but uh, was born and raised in Texas and raced out there. And actually, I think he raced modified. So uh, probably at some point um, on the same track, some of the same tracks Caden was. Um, But Randy will join me and we're going to have Nick DeGroote tomorrow morning from Motorsport.com with us. Um, So that should be a fun show. And then Thursday, um, 7 o'clock in the evening, by the way, the inside pass, 11 o'clock Eastern tomorrow um, here in the studio and Thursday evening at seven on motorsports madness, Jacob Seelman will join us for part of the show, but then we're also going to have Kaz Grala is going to be, uh, joining us. And, uh, that got a smile out of Nick Muncher. So you must know Kaz. Yeah. I know Kaz from uh, my time at GMS racing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kaz is a cool dude. Yeah. Kaz. I love Kaz. Darius, his father. They were great, great people. Loved having them part of the program back then. Yeah. And you know, Kaz is one of those guys that's just, he's just so easy to, to chill with and talk with. And he's, he's always kind of pleasant. You know, you don't, I'm obviously I'm sure he gets frustrated or whatever, but you just, he's got a very bright personality for the most part. Very smart too. Very, very smart. His whole family is. And you know, but he handles himself really well. He does. Throughout everything he does on and off the racetrack. Like I said, it was a lot of fun to work with him and the whole family. Yeah. And he's, um, I mean, he's got one of the most unique sponsors uh, that I've seen in a while. And it's a Northeast based company called Hot Scream. And it's it's spicy ice cream. It's ice cream with a kick. That doesn't sound fun at all. Oh, it's it's actually good. Is it? Yes. Yeah. It's they have different flavor, and there's just enough of the spice so that you know it's there. Um, but it's it's actually good. Uh, hmm, and, that's interesting. Yeah, it is, and and they're a fairly new company, and he's done some great promotional work with them. Um, so it's cool. Uh, that relationship's been interesting, and of course, that my my favorite part about uh, Kaz. Uh, on social media is that he's he and Justin Haley are like best friends. Yeah, they're inseparable. And, and the two of them are like two peas in a pod. They're so funny when you get them together. Um, it, it was interesting one time because they were doing a Q&A on, uh, I think it was, tw- it was Instagram, I guess. And um, somebody somebody said, what's your favorite flavor of pizza? And um, 
Kaz looked genuinely confused. He kind of, and I don't know if it was mock confused or whatever, but I don't remember the answer Justin gave. But Kaz said, well, I didn't know pizza came in flavors, but okay, I'll take vanilla. That's a very, very Kaz <laughs> answer. Just, yeah, I'll take vanilla. And he probably really was just a little bit confused yeah. by the question. <laughs> it was just a strange I remember one time at, it, at GMS, you know? I told him he had an uh, interview coming up, and I said, you can use the landline in the conference room because we didn't have very good cell service at the shop. <laughs> and he looked at me dead face and goes, what's a landline? <laughs> he like, didn't know what a landline was. It's a phone. Was. And he pulled out his cell phone. He's like, no, this is my phone. I was like, no, a landline's like the one with the curly cute cord on it. He's like, oh, like what my grandparents had. Yes, that. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of uh, a, a driver that, that, that I, I know. He actually lives here, but he still races up home in New York where we're from, both of us. And I worked with Andrew Shartner for a while. And Andrew, I was sitting with him and his mom at one point, you know, probably high school at that point or whatever. We were at, we were at the house and, and uh, just talking about stuff. It was around Easter time. And he, we, we started talking about records and at first he just didn't connect. And then he's like, Oh yeah. Didn't grandma have some of those big CDs in her basement? <laughs> <Big CDs. laughs> like... No, the big CDs came after the records. <laughs> until well, they no, went those to are the little ones. Well, then they went to the little ones. They had <laughs> the know? really big ones for like two years, yeah. whatever those were called. For him, records were big CDs. Um, it was just funny. It, it's, it's like watching kids when they see a rotary dial phone stumble all over trying to they figure out how yeah, to use how it. How in the world do you use that? Yeah. It's it's just funny how the the gap in in the technology. But of course, you know, my mother would have the same issue trying to turn on her computer. So, you know, that I I get it. It kind of works both ways. But yeah, Kaz is going to join us uh, via the Strutmasters.com hotline Thursday night, and that should be a lot of fun. Um, Kaz is always entertaining, and he's he's um, still, I believe, a, a part of um, RCR's lineup uh, in the Xfinity car going forward this year. And that's a pretty stout group, a very promotable, marketable group of young yes. kids, too, with Anthony Alfredo and Kaz and, and Myatt. And um, there's one more I know I'm missing, and I'm going to wish I hadn't. Uh, but I think there's four of them now. Um, just a great group of young men who, I mean, I, Richard Childress is building himself a nice future yeah. group of stars they've, there. Yet again, they've done you know a great job of setting up their Xfinity program to be yeah. – the top dog, you know, in the Xfinity yep. series. And they've, they've done that over the last few years. And I think like you just said, that's a, not even just a promotable group. I think that's a group that's going to contend for wins once yeah. we get going back racing. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where the season goes. Um, if, if y'all are looking for an update, we can't really give you a, a, a can't really offer you much. Because, it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. There's and no, my update. You know, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's really talking right now. NASCAR has not officially canceled Martinsville. Um, Though we can't imagine a scenario in which it happens, but right now the the major stumbling block is that uh, the governor of Virginia has got the state on lockdown until June the 10th. And since Martinsville is in early May, that doesn't really um, that doesn't compute. But I've got to believe there's a reason NASCAR is holding off. We just don't exactly know what it is. Uh, so we're waiting to see what happens there. We think that there is a reasonable possibility again speculation but we believe that it is possible that we we could go racing at charlotte at the end of may either with or without fans i i've been trying to kind of imagine and listen those of you who are listening to this who want to make the 
the silly joke. Well, NASCAR's been racing without fans for years. Just stop, okay? Um, number one, it's nonsense. Number two, it it just okay. But seriously, zero people in the stands. I, what that? I mean, I can't imagine a race. I've been to a couple race tracks where there've been a few hundred fans in the stands, but those are short tracks, and and you kind of. I can't imagine a NASCAR race that doesn't have any fans. It's going to be a very odd sight. Yeah. I mean, there's no, no no way around it. I mean, it would be fantastic to get racing back, but just if they go to that blimp view, it's just going to it's going to look like a, a practice day or a test day with, you know, it, all the cars on the track. Yeah. I mean, and here's what then you you think about, okay, the the driver introductions, are we going to do that just for television? Um because normally they don't always show driver introductions at every race. You know, how is the sort of format in, in the event schedule going to change if we don't have fans? You know, it's this is just one of those scenarios that we never really imagined because who would have thought that, that this would all be happening? So, um, but anyways, we believe that it's possible for the Cup Series at Charlotte. There is no conversation that we've heard about in terms of Xfinity or trucks. Or Arca. Or Arca, in your case. Yes, Nick, uh, for those, again, for those who you know, maybe just joined us for the first time, Nick is the, in his day job, Nick is the, he flies the V. Nick is the PR director for Venturini Motorsports. Um, and uh, so, you know, you're still in limbo and NASCAR owns Arca now. Yep. So like, I've said all along, I would hate to be a part of, I, I hate to be in NASCAR right now because they've got, let's see, we've got Cup, Trucks, uh, Cup Xfinity, Truck, Arca, um, and you've got basically three Arcas because you've got Big Arca, National Arca. <laughs> big Arca yeah. yeah, Big Arca and two Little Arcas, um, plus the Modified Tour. Yeah. Um, so basically what NASCAR is doing is they're having a weekly owners meeting with all the series. So right. every series has a weekly owners meeting. They give their updates. And they kind of you know say, hey, this is where we're thinking, but it it's so hard because the states are all different, and yeah. the feds are different, and that's pretty much what you know the running process is. Every meeting is we're trying to figure it out, but you know if we move this race here and this race here, and what do we do because of this state, and so it's hard to tell. But but they're also correct me if I'm wrong, but they're they're not just sort of telling you what's going on; they're really seeking the team's input into all of the potential scenarios, the what ifs, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every conversation we have, they're saying, what can you guys do? What do you guys, you know, foresee you're able to do? When can you do this? Where, you know, if we said this week, we're going to do this, can you make it happen? Um, Especially on the ARCA level, you know, they're, they're very in tune with you guys are smaller teams. What, you know, doesn't put you in a bind. What makes sure you can make it to all of the remaining races? Yeah, it's really, and it's just a, a, it, it's really a crazy situation right now because, uh, like I said, you got about five or six different schedules to consider. And obviously there are some companion shows and some of the things overlap. And, you know, some of the series had dates with IndyCar and now they've shifted their schedule all over the place. So just a lot of moving parts and it seems to change almost daily. So we're going to do our best to keep you up to date. But I just wanted to, to get that out there that uh, if you're wondering why we haven't said anything so far on the show about what's new, because there isn't much new, um, you know, we're just waiting to see 
what happens here. And as soon as we know anything, you certainly will. Obviously, uh, we'll keep you up to date through our Race Chaser Media, social media, um, brand new website getting ready to launch, too. So um, but we'll you know, we'll definitely look forward to hopefully some news. I would hope in the next uh, couple of weeks, anyways, before the end of April, I think a lot of it depends on what North Carolina does. We're on lockdown until the 30th. So we'll keep you up to date. We'll be back on the other side, still waiting on Corey Gordon to finish his racing up. He'll call us momentarily back with more of League Lap after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to League Lap. And as we continue with the program, I'm going to correct something I said earlier. Tomorrow morning on the Inside Pass, 
Uh, it is not Nick DeGroote, who is our special guest. It is Chris Rice from College Racing. And uh, Chris is always fun. So that should be a, a really good time. Also, um, I don't know if I want to call this breaking news, but a couple of other tidbits that um, are starting to come out where it concerns Kyle Larson. Uh, Advent Health, who we mentioned earlier, is staying with CGR because they're not directly linked to Kyle. Um, and Plan B Sales is behind Kyle, apparently, and his sprint car sponsor, Finley Farms, will continue on the dirt side. So a few things, and, and you know, at least there are a couple of the companies that are saying, okay, you sticking know, around for now. Sticking around for now. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, if you missed, <clears throat> excuse me, if you missed our discussion at the top of the show um, where we talked about it, uh, I, I, look, I, I I hope that Kyle comes out of this well. I I don't want to judge Kyle. That's Kyle made a mistake. A lot of people have made mistakes. Um, we did talk about Jeremy Clements a little bit. Um, also, we had the situation a, uh, a couple of years back where um, it was it was a road race. I forget which one. Maybe Mid Ohio, perhaps a Road America for the Xfinity Series. And Connor Daly was scheduled to drive one of the Roush cars. And uh, he had a sponsor for that race, and it came out that his father, 35 years ago, had used a racial slur, Forgot and the sponsor that. disappeared. Yeah, it happened ninth hour for yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, so, again, um, this is one of those situations. There are certain words, whether you agree with it or not, there are certain words that are simply polarizing and stigmatizing, and you just can't use them. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, because, as I said at the top, and especially for the younger guys, words mean things, and you are responsible for what you say. Um, you know, and you, you have to always assume whether you're, you know, at the mall with your buddies or you're, you're online or whatever, always assume that somebody's either recording it or watching it and paying attention to it, and you, you just can't. Everybody has a smartphone now, so yes. you just automatically assume you're being filmed, videoed, you know, recorded, whatever. That's what I always tell all of our drivers. Yep. You never know. And there's no reason, frankly, to use that word. It is, there's just no reason. There are plenty of other adjectives that you can, you know, that you can use so um, that are much friendlier. So uh, just don't. And, and I, but I'm, I'm happy to at least hear that maybe Kyle... I mean, again, I don't, we don't want to jump to conclusions here, but, you know, happy to hear that at least Kyle's sprint car sponsor is, is sticking around for now. And, and maybe he can do some of that uh, while he's on suspension from NASCAR. Cause I don't, I don't think that precludes him from going and doing that. So um, anyway, back to the show, we've got uh, Corey Gordon, hopefully coming up um, before we get too far. And um, we, we talked about uh, Kaz Grala uh, in the, the last segment as being w one of our scheduled guests uh, we're working on the second one for Thursday. I know Jacob Seelman will join us as well. And Jacob, interestingly enough, was actually a part of that that call of that sim race where Kyle, uh, you know, made his mistake. Um, and it was pretty cool for Jacob because Jacob's been Jacob is one of the top iRacing announcers going, um, and one of the best announcers going. It has a very Johnny Gibson style. Um, Jacob had an opportunity. James Pike was also a part of it. And then an opportunity to call this with Alan Bestwick. Now that's a cool deal for Jacob. I mean, how amazing is that? And then, um, Alex Hayden from MRN also was on there. I mean that I didn't get to hear any of it, but 
I'm sure that that was an amazing thing for Jacob and James as well, both um, protégés of Race Chaser and, 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 you know, two very fine young announcers um, to, to be able to have that opportunity because I think all of us who have been around racing a while, and especially those of us like myself and, and Jacob and James and, uh, who announce, Alan Bestwick is one of our heroes in that sense. One of the, the, the announcers that we look up to, you know, very classy, great voice, um, just knows how to do it. And, you know, what an opportunity that was. And you just kind of wonder because, you know, you, you run into the situation they ran into with Kyle and it's kind of like Alan had to be just shaking his head going, oh, gosh, what did I get myself into? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, you know, Alan but, and Hayden, you know, just were like, what's going on? But, yeah. you know, it's it's really cool that they were part of it, that they, you know, yeah. gave up their time to come do that. And Absolutely. I'm really happy that Jacob got to do that, you know, with them. Yeah, I bet sure. he was on cloud nine. Yeah, we're going to we'll ask Jacob about that on Thursday when he calls us. We were we were trying to get him on tonight for a little bit, but um, he had some things with Speed Sport he was working on. So he wasn't able to set aside the time, and, and that's perfectly understandable. But we'll uh, we'll have him on Thursday night for a little bit. Um, and, uh, of course, Kaz will be joining us as well. Have you ever had a situation where you got to work with somebody that you kind of, um, other than Billy Venturini, because I know we all look up to Billy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had an opportunity to uh, to to work with somebody that you really kind of, look up to and idolize honestly the it was it was big bill for me when i first went over to venerini motorsports when i really got in into racing down here sure. in north carolina um you know i knew who big bill was yep. i had been around big bill i mean i knew who billy was because i had seen some market races and things like that but um you know it was big bill for me i was like wow you know two-time market champion and, and i kind of felt like i was right under his wing and uh you know as i progressed you know there's a lot of awesome owners that I got to work with that not necessarily looked up to going in because I didn't really yeah. know them. Um, but I would say, you know, Joe Coulter, when he owned Coulter Motorsports, who was Joey Coulter's dad, um, and then Maury Gallagher, who owns GMS Racing, is also the CEO of a Legionnaire. Those two really helped me okay. in my career. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's always fun when you get the opportunity to to do something like that. I had, I had an opportunity back in 2002 – um, I was living in Pennsylvania working. I was promoting Shimon Speedrome, which is the track that the Bodine family originally built in the 50s in the very southern southern tier, as they call it, of New York State. Um, but it had kind of been I think it got sold and went dormant. And then uh, Bob Stapleton and his father rebuilt it with their bare hands, basically. And I ended up being asked to I announced part of 01 and then was asked to come in in 02 and promote it. So I moved there. And I remember I got home from work one day. It was about probably five o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, there was a message on my answering machine back when we still all had landlines with answering machines, right? Um, Before cell phones. Fancy voicemail. Yeah, fancy voicemail. And I hit the button and I hear this. Um, Hello, Tom. This is Bobby Waltrip. And he went on to describe... Or say that he's been he's he's going to be joining me at the National Indoor Kart Championship, which was in Tunica, Mississippi at the time. Um, And it was one of those things where you hear that name and then you listen to the rest of the message and you're just going, wait, did I really hear that? And was it really what I thought? And I played it again. And I said that this has to be a relation, but I've never heard of him. You know, you knew Daryl, you knew Michael, you'd never heard of Bobby. 
And so, of course, I called him, and it turns out that Bobby Waltrip was the middle brother. And Nobody ever knew that. It, well, it, a lot of people do it, but nobody, the general, because Bobby never left karting. He worked for Daryl for a while when Daryl owned his own team, the Western Auto team. Um, but he never drove. He never, it, because he loved karting, and he, he went into announcing and into doing things in the kart world, and he loved working with younger carters and doing that sort of thing. Um, and Bobby and I ended up announcing events together for the next, gosh, well, right up until the year that he passed away, which I think was three years ago now, maybe four. Um, and the, the friendship that developed out of that was something that I, probably if I started describing it, I'd cry. But Bobby was a great, great guy to work with, very unselfish and just so many stories. And, and boy, could... You know, everybody considers me the voice of the National Indoor Kart Championship. For me, even though I started a year before he did, Bobby Waltrip was the voice of that event. I'm just a guy lucky enough to have been able to to sit alongside him for all those years. Um, and, and now every year when we do it, you know, I kind of, in my own way, do it in honor of, of Bobby. So I got to meet Bob Wall. And, the, and here's a, a quick other funny story about that. When I was doing my show in Memphis, Tennessee, when I lived there on their sports talk network, um, we ended up getting Kenny Wallace to come on the show. That's one time. fun. Yes. Um, you know, we had Schrader, we had, I mean, we had a bunch of them and, but Kenny was going to come on and it was so funny because Bobby found out he happened to be in town and he, when he found out Kenny was going to be on the show, um, he, he said, listen, uh, let me come in and I'll be on the show, but, but don't tell Kenny. That I'm going to be on the show. And, and I had no idea. He wouldn't tell me why. Um, and so we, you know, we start the show, whatever, and it's Kenny's time to come on. And we pick up and, you know, uh, and, and like Kenny Wallace, you're on the air. And um, Kenny's like, you know, hi, what's up, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden he hears <laughs> Bobby pipes in and goes, Kenny Wallace, do you know who this is? And Kenny's like. Bob Wall. I mean, in, in, in for about the next five or six minutes, it, it was it, they regaled a story about Kenny had a go kart track at his house. This was long before Field Filler, uh, with that that Corey LaJoy and, and all of them had. Kenny Wallace had a go kart track at his house, and and the races they used to have there got pretty serious. And Bobby was one of them that shows up. He ran the unlimited class, and so this thing, this cart was way too fast for the track. And finally, it got to a point where Rusty, I guess, looked at Kenny and said, you know, you really need to shut that thing down before somebody dies. And so You need a lot of insurance. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it was just it was it was uh, it was fun to be a part of that little bit of camaraderie. And to this day, uh, if you ask Kenny Wallace about Bobby, um, you know, it, he just lights right up. And uh, we are going to have we're working on trying to get Daryl. Um, Daryl has agreed to come on. We're just trying to to find the right situation to put him on uh, on a Thursday night of Motorsports Madness. Uh, and and again, anytime Daryl, whenever I mention Bobby's name, he he always says the same thing. He was the smartest one of all of us. He didn't always make the best decisions, but he was the smartest one of us all. And and that's uh, that's that's really a nice tribute to Bobby. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll have more of Lead Lap Radio presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Stay with us. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. 
High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback. Skid control and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even RaceCom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are rolling again um, for another segment of Weed Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Now, here's the deal with Victory. We keep talking about them for a specific reason, not just because they're uh, a partner of ours at this point in time, though obviously uh, that's a part of the whole thing after all. But here's what I like about Victory Custom Trailers. Number one, their service is incredible. I mean, they're they're... They're very attentive to the specific needs that you would have in terms of what you're using the trailer for um, and, and what kinds of um, what kinds of trailer, what kind of trailer do you need? If you go to their website at VictoryCustomTrailers.com, they have got trailers to, for virtually any kind of use. 
whether you need a horse trailer or you need a cargo trailer, you need a work trailer, you need a racing trailer, um, you know, whatever it is, they have new and used trailers. So that's another thing you should know. There is a combination thereof of new and used. Um, and if you need them to customize the trailer, they will certainly do that for you as well. So Victory Custom Trailers is basically, uh, they're, a, they're a Michigan-based company, but they service um, the entire U.S. So if you need a trailer delivered, then they will certainly do that for you. And uh, the more custom that you need it, the more challenge, the more of a challenge it is to them. And, you know, it's, it's really an amazing thing. They've got over 200 coaches and trailers in stock. Um, if they haven't got what you're looking for, They'll design it to fit your specifications, pure and simple. Um, go to VictoryCustomTrailers.com and just look at their selection. And if you need a trailer, give them a call. You can talk with their sales staff or talk with Chris Hedinger himself. Chris is the owner. Chris is a racer, so he knows what racers look for. But they also, again, they have trailers to fit any need. Flawless fits, flawless finishes. Um, it is it is basically open to your design. And here's the coolest part for me, because I'm not very smart when it comes to technical things. There's an easy design a trailer button right on the website. So you can literally design the trailer on the site and you'll get a quote back and such. So they've made it as easy as possible for you to get whatever it is that you're looking for. 810 678 2727 or you can check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. And within the next few weeks, we're going to have both Chris Hedinger and also his young daughter, Katie, who is just uh, starting to build a nice racing career for herself as well at a very young age. And we're going to have both of them, not probably on the same show, but we're going to have both of them on the show um, to talk to us about uh, not only the, the trailer business, but also their own racing career. Um, so it should be fun. So we'll get to uh, talk more. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Okay, Nick, we've got about uh, 20 minutes or so, and we're waiting on um, still, um, I think, the last uh, few laps of the race going on that uh, Corey Gordon's involved in. But um Corey going to be joining us hopefully before nine o'clock. If not, we'll definitely have him on next week. Um, looking at kind of where we are in, in all of this, um, what is Venturini Motorsports kind of prepared for at this point? How quickly could you go back racing if, you know, once things are lifted and you could go back and get, get in the shop and start working again? Well, Barring that it's, you know, not Springfield or DeCoin going to the dirt races at the fairgrounds, <laughs> we would pretty much be ready that week. Okay. Uh, you know, we so the took, dirt car's not ready. The dirt car's not ready because, you know, those are at the end of August. Yeah, you September. would hope it would go that uh, long. Yeah, so hopefully We're it doesn't trouble. go that long, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we really worked on preparing ourselves for any scenario. You know, even very early into this, we, we were just kind of looking at it as this could go any one of, you know, number of ways. So we fixed our Daytona cars that were wrecked, uh, got those ready in case we went back for Talladega. We fixed, you know, our short track cars in case we were ready to go, you know, to Toledo for the East race or go to Salem for the ARCA race. Um, and then we started working on our intermediate cars. You know, we, we had already started processing them for Charlotte because um, there was a test that was scheduled in early May. So we had those in a, a in our queue. Okay. So we went ahead and got those ready. Um, and then we went ahead and actually started working on road course cars just in case, you know, Charlotte got canceled in mid Ohio, which would be our first ARCA national road course race after Charlotte was the first one. Um, or even if we went to the ARCA West race in Sonoma in mid June, 
We, so we, we kind of looked at it and said, all right, okay. this is what we need to do. And every one of them is, is within just a couple of days of being able to go. Now, has there been any change in your driver roster or any effect of any of that in terms of sponsors or anything that, uh, up to now? Because, again, this is this, the thing we start worrying about is, you know, it, races get missed or we don't know if we're going to run races. Sponsors decide, well, we're not going to stick around, whatever that, you know, how has that worked out for you? Is everything the same at this moment going forward as far as the best you know? As of right now, everything's <clears> the same. <throat> um, just like, you know, we were talking to ARCA officials and NASCAR officials yeah. weekly. Uh, we went ahead right away and talked to all the drivers, um, all their parents, all their sponsors, talked to Sinclair and made sure, you know, they knew what we were doing from a team aspect, uh, being prepared for what we're, you know, inevitably going to go back racing um, and also went ahead and got prepared for what else, you know, what else we had going on uh, with them and Toyota on the phone. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you look at uh, the next time that um, we get a shot of our producer, Nick Moncher, if you look at his hat, the dinosaur on his hat, that's Sinclair oil. Uh, that is the kind of dino. Yeah. It's dino. So uh, well, as opposed to Dino, who was uh, part of the Flintstones back in the day, uh, okay, I think we have Corey Gordon on the strutmasters.com hotline. So we'll uh, bring him out. Hello, Corey. Welcome to the program. How's it going, sir? Good. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. He calls me sir. Such a respectful young man. I've known, I've known you, I think, since you were in Bandoleros and watched you come up through the ranks as a driver. And one of the things that I've always respected about you is that not only are you a very accomplished driver of things, but you also have really learned how to set things up too, how to work on the cars and how to, how to set them up. You've mentored a lot of younger drivers and you and your dad kind of have the arrive and drive program um, that you've run over the years with bandoleros and legends and what have you. Um, and of course, to see you go out last week on national TV, just as Trent Ivey did the week before um, a Carolina's racer, dirt lay model racer going out and running the sim race, the I race on FS one and basically beating everybody else that was in the event. Um, that must've been pretty spectacular and certainly something that if somebody would asked you three years ago uh, or told you that this was going to happen, you'd have probably laughed at them, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I never, when uh, the War of Outlaw series started this whole deal, I was like, man, this is this is crazy and so awesome for our sport. I mean, unfortunately, what we're going through right now um, in the world, but, you know, we're us racers and the War of Outlaw series, we're making the most of it, um, and hopefully we're putting on a good enough show for the fans. You know, it's, it's so awesome to be able to run on national TV and then to go out there and win. I mean, it's... Honestly, it's a dream come true, you know. Was there any extra nerves? <laughs> Is there any extra nerves doing that? I mean, I know you you probably do a fair amount of sim racing, but, you know, this is obviously when it gets to FS1, the stage just got a whole lot bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm more nervous racing on the sim than I am in real life. Like, it's, I bet. it's unreal. Um, I mean, the butterflies that you get, especially the Fox Sports race, I mean, that leads up to the main event, um, knowing you got a really good car and uh, just racing on national TV. You know, you don't want to do anything too stupid, but you want to make yourself look good and uh, represent um, Dean, um and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I 
I get it, it's so weird to think about, but I mean, I feel like I get more nervous racing on that stem than I do actually in real life. I can imagine, and especially when it when it's on national TV, you really, you know, you're conscious of that, even though you probably shouldn't be, right? But you you just know that that you you don't know how many people are watching, but you know it's probably a lot more than usual when you're when you race a sim race and uh you know it's kind of a main focus right now so um you had a heck of a race tell us a little bit about especially the closing part of that race yeah you know i mean i i fired off really well there at the uh the beginning of the race you know i took the lead like that first lap slid bobby pierce there in yep. three and then um you know i just kind of set sail from there and i mean it's it's really even in the game i mean i feel like if if it's in my head or what but clean air is just so critical i mean even on the game that it is in real life so to get out front pretty early and you can kind of set your own pace and then just really work on being really consistent and smooth with the wheel and pedals but i mean everything on that simulator is just um, pretty close to the real thing i mean as close as we're going to get to actually driving a real race car i mean the throttle control is just unreal how realistic it is. And, I mean, hats off to everybody at iRacing for um, all the hard work and dedication they put into building this sim for us racers. And now you uh, you had another race tonight uh, that wasn't obviously on FS1. Uh, tell us real quick how you did in that one. Well, it started off pretty good. You know, I um, qualified outside pole, um, won my heat race, and then um, – Started second in the feature and got to the lead um, probably around lap 10 and um, pretty much just set sail again and got out to almost a three-second lead at one point. And then we had uh, two cautions there at the end of the race. And that second caution, um, we were coming to green, coming off of four. And um, I didn't fire, but the outside guy kind of, jumped me just a hair and then um logan tv just he went off for the outside guy and ended up taking me out of the race oh. and then, um unfortunately for some odd reason i didn't get my spot back um, but you know it is what it is i mean we're us racers we're all competitive and especially when there's a thousand dollars on the line you know we're we're gonna give it our all and uh, it's part of racing you know that's why they call it racing and not winning yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, okay, we're going to step aside here for a minute, Corey, but we want you to hang on. Don't hang up on us. Uh, we're going to go away for a couple of minutes, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll let you run out the final segment with us, and we'll talk more with you on the other side. Corey Gordon going to help finish the show with us. We'll be back right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. The representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. We always like to have a little fun with our TV audience on that one. Do a little uh, mock shout there. Uh, welcome back to the lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Again, VictoryCustomTrailers.com is their website. Go check them out. They have trailers for virtually any type of use that you could imagine. Uh, over 200 new and used in stock. Um, and if you need a custom trailer, you can build it literally right on their website. Uh, we have got Corey Gordon with us. Corey, a local Carolinas racer. We're trying to do much more locally here uh, on Weed Lap and give you a chance to know some of the racers on the Carolina short tracks. And Corey helped us along by going and winning a big one um, of the iRace variety, anyway, last Wednesday night. Um, and uh, Corey, welcome back. And again, um, kind of a tough, tough way to finish the race tonight, but uh, you'll get another chance, obviously, on Wednesday. I want to take you to the real racetrack, though, for a moment um, and have you talk to our audience a little bit about what you are currently racing. We mentioned earlier that you came through the bandoleros the legends cars and uh, now you're on the dirt side of things and uh doing uh various and sundry things with dirt late models tell us um tell us about what your schedule 
is supposed to look like this year. Um, and in fact, tell us, did you get any races in before everything shut down? And then go ahead and tell us what uh, the schedule looks like for this year for you, assuming that we can get back underway pretty quickly. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I haven't been able to run any this year. Um, I'm actually, I drive super late models for um, Norman Nickel um, out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, our original plan was to um, kind of follow around with the um, ultimate super late model schedule okay. and uh, try and hit as many races as we can with them and then just kind of pick and choose. Um, um, we're going to run some crate shows, some of the bigger crate races in the Norman Nichols car. And um, then I also drive a, um, a limited late model um, for a, a guy out of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, Pete Miles. Um, so I kind of, I got a really busy schedule, you know, um, throughout this summer. We're just going to have to kind of adjust our schedule now and really pick and choose, really wait on wait on the series to see yeah. how they're going to schedule everything. But right now it's just a waiting game, and um, I'm getting really impatient being out of the race car. But, you know, this iRacing stuff's kind of kind of making up for it a little bit. But, um I'm still itching to get back in that uh, super late model. Well, we've got Nick Moncher here producing, and Nick is the PR director for Venturini Motorsports. And uh, I think Nick and I would both agree that uh, it's not really about, for us, it's not really about getting in the car, but it surely is about we're getting itchy to go back to the racetrack. Just get back to the racetrack, yeah. absolutely. Miss being at the uh, racetrack, getting gone every weekend and, and you know going to all the different places and seeing all the different fans. So hopefully we can do that much like you, know, you want to do, Corey. Absolutely. So, Corey, um, for those in our audience who aren't familiar with sort of what the terms mean in the Carolinas here, we have super late models on dirt. Then we have limited late models. Then we have, I think we have a sportsman late model or something. And then we have a crate late model. Can you tell us kind of real simply the differences between, for example, a limited late model and a crate late model? Because it almost seems to me like they ought to be one and the same. Yeah, exactly. A lot of, a lot of people do get confused. Um, I mean, there is three classes where I actually think there's four classes of late models yeah. now. Um, the 604 crate late model is just a standard VM 604 crate engine. Um, pretty much the same thing. I mean, it's the same car, same everything, just three different motors and all the late models. So, like I said, you have your GM 604 motor for the crate late models. And then the limited series, we um, we run a CT525 motor, or you can run a steel block uh, 358 or whatever um, with the limited. So there's kind of a variety of motors you can choose from in that limited class. Um, it's kind of somewhat opened up, but there are quite a few rules, unlike the super late models to where you can pretty much build however big of a motor you can handle, you know? So, Do you sometimes get confused? I mean, is there, are there moments in time when you hit the track in a, in a limited or in a super and have to remember which one you're driving? Cause I would think uh, so much of dirt is throttle and certainly the power would be much different from the limited to the super, right? So you'd have to kind of be dialed into a slightly different driving style, I guess. Yes, sir. Yeah, everything's everything's different, but um, there are some similarities that you run into. Um, luckily.
luckily the all three cars that I run, my crate car is black, uh, the 525 car is white, my super car is yellow, so I don't really get confused, you know, so all the colors kind of help me out a little bit. See, but that's good. It's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Color coordinator, make sure <laughs> yeah. you don't get confused. I'm thinking it's just it's yeah. great to have those different colors. If, you, if, if somebody ever painted them all the same color, then you'd probably be in trouble. Take the wrong car to the yeah. track. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know you must have a ton of people that help you out with your effort in terms of sponsors and such. And I want to make sure before we get up to the top of the hour here, I want to make sure we get those in. So uh, talk about who helps you make your racing happen. Yeah, so first and foremost, I want to thank uh, Dryden, um, everyone over there for uh, just giving me the opportunity to represent their brand, um, especially on the iRacing side of things. And looking forward to working with them guys. Um with uh, the super program in real life. So a big thanks goes out to uh, Norman Nichols and Nichols Plumbing out of Fayetteville, North Carolina, for giving me the opportunity uh, to run his supercar for him. Um, Gene Truck Service, Pensy Shocks, Barry Wright Race Cars, um, and Simpson Race Products. Uh, and I also understand that you are now engaged. Is that true? Yes, sir. Wow. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, and my condolences to the impending loss of your freedom. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to it. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be different, that's for sure. But it, it should be a really good time. Where can people follow you on social media? Um, everyone can follow me at uh, Corey Gordon 23 That's uh, my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook um, is Corey Gordon Motorsports. Um, just give me a like on Facebook, and we have uh, plenty of T-shirts to sell. And T-shirt uh, trailer has not closed yet from this coronavirus, so we're still open for business. <laughs> Buy a T-shirt. That's great. You're the first driver we've had on since that that's happened that uh, has remembered that you can still sell swag even when you're not racing. So great job. Go to the, go to the website or approach Corey on one of the social medias and tell me you want a t-shirt. Corey's a, a, a fantastic young racer, really, really uh, humble and, and uh, well-mannered young man. And uh, his father, Mike is, is a great guy as well. So if you get to any of the tracks, in the Carolinas area where Corey is running, please make sure you go meet him. Uh, and anyone can follow him, obviously, on social media from anywhere. So go do that. Uh, happy to have you on the show. Okay, a couple of quick questions here before we send you off on your way. Uh, if there were a sandwich named after you, what's on it? Chicken. <laughs> Fried chicken, That's grilled it. chicken, boiled chicken. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. What else besides fried chicken? Um, that's it. I don't know. Probably just turkey, chicken and turkey, meat and meat. Oh no, not together. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. What other toppings are you? Chicken and cheese. Okay, is that how you order it at Bojangles too? Yes, sir. I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) See, so am I. It's good to find good to find somebody that agrees with me. I like to taste the meat. I don't want all the condiments on top of it. Um. Okay. Uh. If what is your favorite show? Besides racing, uh, and besides racing, that's probably got to be. That's pretty tough. Um, dang, I got to think about that one. Really? Um, well, 
fiance has kind of got me hooked on Law and Order, so I guess See? I'll go with Law and Order. Uh, now that's another Do-do-do. great choice. We're good. That's we're good so far here. Uh, like all the Law and Order series. Uh, like the NCISs too. Okay, uh, let's see. What else can we get out of you here? Um, if you could keep three apps and just three apps on your phone, which three are you keeping? Um, definitely got to keep Race Monitor. Uh, that's number one. Okay. Um, I would say Race Monitor, Instagram, and Facebook. Hmm. Okay, good choices. Driver that you most look up to, it can be any uh, level of the sport, any division. I would say he doesn't race anymore, but um, Mark Martin, he was, um, he's always been my favorite. Um, he's just he's such a good racer, and I uh, really miss seeing him race, that's for sure. Yeah, I do too. Mark, uh, Mark was a, a great racer and, and still uh, really enjoys the short track part of it too, which is a great, obviously as the, the, the dirt team and um, kind of plays in your, uh, your part of the sport a little bit. So uh, that's a, that's a great choice. Corey, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and what we like to do is once uh, we kind of get everything back to normal here, we'd love to have you come in the studio up here in Statesville and join us and do some radio and do some television along with it. Cause we can get you on TV if you're in the studio. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate the opportunity you guys. All right, that is Corey Gordon. Thanks for joining us, buddy, and good luck the rest of the way. And that closes it out for us. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow morning, 11 Eastern, uh, com, or we're live streamed on Facebook. Uh, Randy Miller and I will be in studio, and we're going to have Chris Rice from College Racing, 11 Eastern tomorrow, WSIC's Facebook page, Race Chaser Media Facebook page. Until then, for Nick Moncher and all the folks of WSIC, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your evening. Back in here tomorrow for the Inside Pass. So long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.